When you have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. I'll call you back. I have to help these guys. Where in Rima? 7 till 9. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. So business was a little light at the house last night, huh? Surprisingly, not a lot of trick-or-treaters last night. Yeah. Now, there were some on the main road, so I, I don't think they were going into the cul-de-sacs. I got you. But they were, you know, some a fair amount of people. And it was early on. Yeah. Like, before the sun went down, we probably had most of the trick-or-treaters in my neighborhood. Okay. We just didn't have a lot in the cul-de-sac once the sun went down. But, but, but And that's because they heard you say, I'm going to give you bark off a tree. I, I'm thinking I'm going to give, since I went on the air yesterday and said I'm going to give out toast uh-huh. or corn chips. Right. Because I was having a bit of, the, of a reaction to the $21 a bag candy. Not that I can blame you. But we still got a $21 bag of candy. So what are you going to do now? Well, I'm going to freaking eat it. Okay. And then, <laughs> now, now instead of being pre-diabetes, you're going to be all I'm gonna, on I'm diabetes. I'm going for full bore, uh, full-blown diabetes <laughs> by uh, the time I make my way through all those Snickers and Twixes. Uh, we didn't do any of the above. You didn't we, do anything. Just, nothing, nothing, nothing. And I used to sit out front and hand out the candy. But like I told you, we just don't. You know, we don't have anybody in the right, neighborhood really right. anymore. And so we just let it go and turn off the lights, you know. I went to bed. That's what I did. Oh. And Nancy stayed up, you know, but right, turn off right, the lights right. and hide out inside and all that kind of stuff. So Wow. Still love your kids and uh, all that, you know, but uh, no, not, not that much into it. But it was a great night for the Rangers. Oh, yes, it was. They're on their way, well on their way. And it, well, was, they, uh... it was a good night for Wimby, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't watch it. Spurs, is that the big tall guy? Yeah, that's the big tall guy. Yeah. I didn't watch him either, but I saw some of the highlights when I woke right. up. This guy was a dunk meister last night. Well, he's nine feet tall. If well, he wasn't, I'd think there was something wrong with him. See, here's the thing. You know, they're all there, and they're going, there's nothing we can do. So when he goes to the basket to dunk, right? they just well, stand there and watch because what well, am I going to do? He's got a stepladder. What are you going to do? Right? <laughs> can't I mean, stop the guy. Of course the guy's a great basketball player. He just has to drop it. Yeah. But going back to the Rangers, yes, they, they, they own that game. I mean, it was the third inning, and it was 10-0. Yeah, it turned out to be like 11-3. Yeah, the final. yeah, they got a couple in, you know. But, uh, yeah, they, they pretty much own the team from the beginning. Now, one more win, and they win the World Series. Is yeah, that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, you know they're not going to win the next game because the MLB and the net television <laughs> networks are not going to allow that to happen. You know that. Oh, I don't know. You know that. They don't. Yeah. They, they never allow that to happen. <laughs> there's too there's billions. Too much money to be made, They man. lose. There's too much money to lose. Right. You know, well, they that's lose what I mean. billions. Yeah. If yeah. they only play the four games, or was it five games, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, good on them though. It, it's so weird just to, to throw this out there, but we got plenty of dark death and destruction. To, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> to get into it. We'll, we'll you know, I the only reason I'm fo- usually I follow the Astros, but thanks to Bidenomics, we cut back on a bunch of our cable channels to sure. save some money, and we accidentally dropped the channel that carries the Astros. So this year, by virtue of that random circumstance i've been watching the rangers how sweet it is since day one i've been watching most you know rangers games and they haven't been to the world series in what 12 or you guess they've never been to the world series never and they've obviously they went 12 years ago but they didn't win they've never won so this is just i think it's really cool this is is the year i'm watching the rangers and they're kicking ass it is great and it's great to see them do as as well as they're doing and uh, yeah, but I look, you know, I I I I'm not trying to be a downer at all. I'm being a realist. <laughs> they're, they're, the, the umps, the next, the next, the, the next game, you know, there's going to be a clear strike, and he's going to go, "What strike? I didn't see a strike." What are we'll you talking see, about? man. Strike. I'll be strike. watching pretty closely tonight for that happy crap, man. <laughs> hey, yeah. Anyway. Hey, yeah. So anyway, good night in sports. I yeah, guess. yeah. Good night in sports. Uh, okay, so I guess we can dive into the world death destruction and everything going <laughs> sure. on. Sure. All right. <laughs> Because I figured this out, you know, <laughs> we're talking about, you know, the, the Lion Biden administration, the Trojan Horse Administration. Right. Um, they are, you know, lying to us in so many ways. Right. And one of the ways is how many people, how many Americans Hamas is holding in Gaza? Uh, what do we typically hear, 30? 33, I think, is the number yeah. I keep hearing. Yeah. Well, try a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. We're talking over 1,000, over 1,000 Americans. Really? Citizens, and here's how. 
if you're being held in someplace and not being allowed to leave when you want to, I got you. What are you? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're a captive. You're yeah. a hostage. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And so they have over a thousand Americans that Hamas will not let leave the Gaza. So they're being held hostage. You bet they yeah. are. Absolutely. I heard about this the other day. We were talking about this, and uh, yeah, it's one thing if you're held at gunpoint in a freaking tunnel somewhere. But there's all kinds of folks who are not allowed to leave. It they doesn't matter where you're being held. They welded the gates shut uh, where right. they can actually physically leave. If you're if you're being held against your will, you're a hostage. That's exactly what well, you yeah, are. Well, yeah, you are. And and these guys, this this Hamas group that chops people's heads off and burns babies in ovens, this group is holding now over a thousand Americans inside the Gaza and will not allow them to leave. So they are <laughs> hostages. Uh, meanwhile, our troops are continually attacked in Iraq and other places in the Yemen and other places in the Middle East. And this Trojan Horse administration ain't doing squat. And you know what? They're not going to. Well, no, they're not. I mean, again, it's their actions that kind of say everything you need to know about them. I mean, you, you don't hear anything. Just if you look at the pure uh, uh, vocalization of it, okay? They, they talk about standing with Israel, but they never, ever, ever let that slide by without then preaching to people about Islamophobia, preaching to Israel about their response. They gave money that went directly to Hamas uh, that was supposedly for aid. You know, whose side are they really on? Oh. And if you have a 1,000 Americans <laughs> that can't leave, yep. and this guy's still hitting the beaches uh, of Rehoboth Beach... And and focusing on artificial intelligence uh-huh. and racism and right. artificial that's their big topic this week is artificial intelligence and racism and equity in AI. I got another one for you. Cut number four. He's going back to Ronald Reagan and trickle down ep- economics. Uh, try to figure <laughs> this one out. Listen to this. You know, uh, it represented uh, the, the the moment we walked away from how this country was built when we got into the trickle down series. Figure out what he said? No, yeah. I have no idea. Well, and this is why cut number seven, Christopher Ray, the FBI director, oh, yeah. he appeared before Congress yesterday, and he was asked, are we safer or in more danger right. now that uh, Joe Biden is president? Are we safer than when Joe Biden took office, from the day he took office? <laughs> hmm. What I would say to you is that the terror threats have elevated. So we're not. Uh, (laughs) But go ahead, Jimmy. Play the rest of it because it's important. What I would say to you is that the terror threats have elevated. uh, But I also think there are a lot of things the country has done throughout law enforcement to be better prepared to deal with them. So let's Mm. unpack it. Let's unpack it. First of all, that pause said everything that needs to be well, said. Well, yeah, you know? he had to really consider yeah. how he's going to put I, that out there. Well, yeah, and I counted that pause. It was over 10 seconds. Long. Right. That's that's forever. Right? It's a yes or no question, that's pretty it. much. Yeah. No, not pretty much. That is. Yeah, that's a yeah. yes or no question. Are we safer? Yes or no? No is the answer, but i got to figure out how I'm going to say that so I don't get my butt canned when I show up at work tomorrow. <laughs> um, now, as far as law enforcement doing things to protect us and be in a better position, that's an out and out lie. Um, I'm old enough to remember last week, and a guy in Maine who turned himself in. So he did law enforcement's job. He turned himself in and said, I'm hearing voices yeah. and I have guns. Right. And they put him in a hospital for two weeks, and then they returned him to his guns. Now, he did their job because he went and turned himself and said, "I'm, you know, woo, I got stuff going on up here, right. and I got guns." And the people that he worked with said that he was an expert marksman. He was a trainer. He trained right. people in yeah. guns. So they let him go and go right back to his guns, even though he said he was going to shoot people up. So Christopher Ray is flat lying about, you know, we we're in a, law enforcement is in a better position to stop these terrorist attacks. Mm. No, you're not. Look what you have done. Number one. And number two, I also believe now it's being proven to me that at least some of these people are okay with these spree killings because they can then go grab your gun and mine. Oh, we've done that for years. Right. I mean, they, they, you Why know, else I mean, they, there used to be a grace period. I'm talking about there used to be a grace period when something like that would happen where nobody would start having that gun conversation for at least a few days. Now it's instantaneous, almost as if they're waiting for the next one to happen. 
and they got their talking points ready to trot out. I mean, we hear the same thing over and over again. Well, the MAGA Republicans in Congress are not willing to uh, do anything about gun violence in America. Of course, they never bring up uh, the gun violence, illegal gun violence in the major cities where they have these kinds of laws on top of laws that don't prevent a damn thing. They don't want to talk about that because it indicts their own policies. So they just trot out the gun thing immediately now. So, yeah, I mean, this is Rahm Emanuel uh, Playbook uh, 101. Take advantage of, uh, of crises. Take advantage of things that happen uh, for political reasons, and that's what they do. Yeah, to, to a certain extent, do they love it when some white guy especially shoots up a place? Of course they do. But, you know, in, that, in this state, you had these yellow flag laws, right? Yeah. It didn't apparently work on many different levels. So again, uh, it's 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 insidious to to hear these people talking uh, from that angle when they don't do a damn thing. This guy did every in a sense he did everything properly. He said, "I'm sick. I'm hearing stuff." He turned did their himself job. in. He did their He's job. He's surrounded by people who also are aware of this. People he interacts with, whether they're students or they're people in his town. This guy was a walking red flag. So here's the deal. When Christopher Ray says, you know, yes, the terroristic threat has increased, but law enforcement is in a better position to stop it. No, you're not. No, you're well, not. Where? Because <laughs> Right, you're not. Tell that to the people at Sutherland Springs, who the same thing happened. You had a nut job who was, uh, you know, apparently allegedly beating his wife and so right. on, and they put him into the mental hospital in the Air Force, let him go, let him get his guns, go to Sutherland Springs and kill a bunch of people at a church. Say that to the people over in Uvalde when you had a guy oh, over there. We could go across the country. These people are no more prepared for a terrorist attack than I can flap my arms and fly to the moon right Well, they're now. not even handling American crime, you know, and right. what's going on here, just right. like what we've been talking about. So, you know, I... It, it, I don't even know what the point of these hearings are. I think it's great to get them lying through their, you know, buttholes on 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 the record for it. But what's actually going to happen? Nothing. What's gonna, I mean, apart from that soundbite, nothing with the silence, which is yeah, it tells you everything you need to know. What's what's going to happen next? Not is he thing. going away? No. Anybody going to get fired? No. Anybody uh, going to be moved around? Anything going to happen? No. All right, I think the Grubhub guy did it on purpose. I think the Grubhub guy peed in the Chick Fil A milkshake. On purpose. This is a story that I heard you talking about earlier. I mean, I I know we got lots of really serious stuff to talk about, but I'm just having a sort of a visceral reaction to this when I heard you talking about coming in. Uh, Where was this? Uh, A guy in Utah orders some Chick-fil-A on Grubhub, which I don't do. Do you do a lot of that stuff? I don't do a lot of. We got ripped off. We were ordering wings uh, about a year ago. Uh, from Wingstop or one of the places, and we got one of these Grubhub guys or whatever, and uh, just took our food, never delivered the food. You're kidding. Yeah, so we had to like spend the entire evening trying to get our money back for wow. food we didn't pay for. Wow. So that was it for me. Yeah. You ripped me off once, that's yeah. it, baby. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't deal with these guys, but a lot of people still do. And, of course, obviously during COVID, this stuff became very popular. So a guy in Utah orders some Chick-fil-A, and uh, he gets a, he orders a milkshake because they're really good milkshakes. I also always get a milkshake. And uh, Grubhub guy leaves. He takes a sip of his milkshake, and it's pee. The guy peed in his cup. Now, the guy is saying that the reason he did that is because he, he, he has to Uber, you know, Grubhub drive so much, and he had so many deliveries to make, that he goes to the bathroom in his car. And he uses, a, I guess, a Chick-fil-A cup. And he screwed him up, and he got the wrong cup. I don't believe I don't believe that for a second. This is a thing against Chick-fil-A, Trey. Is it? That's what it is. Okay. It's because he hates Chick-fil-A. All right. He didn't pee in a McDonald's cup. He didn't pee in an Arby's cup. He peed in a Chick-fil-A cup. And I'm telling you, I think it's it's on purpose. Well, it cost And him- I want that stated for the record. Okay. Cost him his job. Well, yeah. I, I think maybe he was getting ready to quit anyway. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, you know. Maybe. At, by accident. Yeah. Okay, a Chick-fil-A milkshake has a little domey thing on it where they have the whipped cream. Uh-huh. It doesn't look like a soda cup. Right. It doesn't look like anything other than a milkshake cup. Mm-hmm. So how did he pee in a thing with a little plastic domey thing on top? I don't know. Run that by me well, again. I have no idea. I don't believe it. <laughs> okay. I think he's lying. Well, he might be. He might be. I, you know, I always check. 
<laughs> I, well, I'm going to now. Yeah, I always always have. First of all, I, I, we don't order the delivery right. stuff because you, you never know. I don't know you, and I don't want you bringing me my food because I don't I don't know who you are. Plus, it costs too much money to do it it's that way. Expensive, you know, it's expensive, man. And and we don't do we're not doing the the the, the fast food like we used to. Oh, we really? just we don't. No, I, we don't either. I I cook it. It's better. It's you know. It, I don't have to get in the car and go anywhere. I know what I'm getting, and there's certain stuff that I love to eat, and I, I love the way I cook it. And it takes me, you know what? By the time I get in the car and drive to Chick-fil-A, I've done cooked it in my kitchen. Well, myself. and it's, it also, it's too damn expensive, well, man. Too. I mean, it, fast food is not fast anymore. It's expensive as hell. Well, H, uh, H-E-B, uh, McDonald's yesterday said that they're charging $18 for a Big Mac meal. 18, for a Big Mac meal. $18. So I'm, I'm done, you know. But still, if I even go through a drive, through i still i don't take the straw and jam it down in there and take a swig you, you I, check it yes sir because they blank you at the drive-thru man well that's what he said they blank it. you at the drive that is what he said in the movie and now they're they're blanking you in the uh in the grubhub drive so no i don't do that but come on don't tell me that he accidentally i don't buy that for a second it's an anti-Chick-fil-A thing. It might be a communist plot. It might maybe anti-Israel. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a terrorist uh, I, I'm saying somebody was making a statement about Chick-fil-A. You think so, huh? It, again, and I know I'm making a big deal out of it, but we need a break every now and again. If you look at a Chick-fil-A milkshake, I always get the milkshake. You cannot pop. First off, it would be really hard to do what this guy did. Again, when you have the little plastic see-through dome thing on top. Is it completely sealed, or is there a hole? It's, in the it, top there's of a the hole dome? on top of it. So again, you could, because but you'd have to have really good aim. Well, you'd have to have some serious sniper grade aim. Okay. To do that, some some because guys of do. the domey thing. Yeah. So I'm not buying what he's saying. Okay. I'm glad he was fired, but you know I think he should be brought up on charges of hate not, crimes. Not to get all gross and, and everything, but when we used to travel with the race car across the country, right? There were times we didn't want to stop. When somebody had to go, so you'd use a cup or a can, you, you know, Dr. Well, Pepper can or yes, something like that. I myself have done that on a couple of right. occasions. This was strictly in the 80s, and I'm not going to go into why I was doing that right, at the but time. It has, but it has happened. It has happened. Yes, it has. But I don't believe that a Grubhub guy had to go that bad, and he made that kind of a mistake. It's too complicated, Trey. I understand. The, the the thing on top of the milkshake oh. at Chick-fil-A is too complicated. Always check your food. Always check your food. Always check your drinks. You never know. Because, you know, even if you had whipped cream on top of that milkshake and a guy did that Who's to the milkshake, melt the, whipped cream? Would, the whipped, whipped cream wouldn't be there no, anymore. It melts it, yeah. I'm just it's, saying, man. Sean's breaking this down like I P- am. PSI. I'm freaking Columbo, <laughs> man, and I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying it. <laughs> CPS is holding a rate increase meeting today from 5 to 7. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and they're doing it both online and in person at their headquarters. Right. Um, they say they want to hear from you about a rate increase, which is bunk. They don't want to hear from you. They're, they act in like it, right? Right. But they're going to ask city council for a rate increase. I guarantee you. It's not like they're right. going to go to city council and say, you know, we heard from ratepayers around here, and, uh, and and we actually want to decrease the rates. Can you let's cut well, our rates? Well, you're never going to hear those words. Correct. <laughs> now let's break it down a little bit because uh, first of all, you know, city-owned utility, right? Not supposed to be a for-profit organization, and yet it is. And yet it is, because every year they end up giving millions of dollars to the city. This year they gave twenty million dollars, which says to me their rates are twenty million dollars too high. Mm. They gave twenty million dollars to the city in the deal that they do, and the city immediately did that five hundred thousand. We're going to fly you wherever you need to go to get an abortion thing that we yeah. fought over. Remember, right, right. Um, and so and and spend it in all. It, it, you know what it is? It's slush fund for city council to do whatever they want to do. Absolutely, it is. Which means at that point it's a tax. What we have is a utility, just like the other utilities, the phone is another prime example, that's nothing more than a taxing entity. But here's the thing. If the city came to you and said, we're going up on our taxes, your taxes, by $20 million this year, (laughs) well, in in a lot of cities, San Antonio's lost. San Antonio's Mm. done for. San Antonio's cooked. Right. So nothing would happen in San Antonio. You know, nobody would care. But in other cities where people care about high taxation, they would lose their minds if they were going to be taxed an additional $20 million. 
Well, yeah, and he'd start, you know, getting serious about voting right. and pressuring people to vote against these folks, uh, folks who do this. Correct. So politicians, they got hip to the trip quite some time ago on that, and what they started to do was buried these taxes in utilities such as CPS and the phone company and right. so on. That's nothing more than a $20 million tax on, the, on rate payers. That's all this is. Well, I, I mean, I picked up on this a few years ago. Remember they had a surplus? And they actually had to have a debate as to what to do with it rather than just give it back to people. And they remember, they, it was all that stuff about how, well, let's use this to encourage people to use less power. We'll give some money back to these people who keep their energy usage under a certain level, and we won't give it to these people. Remember all that? Sure. Instead of just the very obvious decision, which is to give it back to the people at lower rates. So obviously they're a money-making scheme. That's all it is. Well, at $20 million, that's a surplus. Yeah. Because, uh, again, a utility is not supposed to be for profit. No, it's not. But what they're going to do, I've, I've been alive a long time, and what they're going to do is they're going to go to CPS and they're, uh, first of, or, or go to the city council, and they're going to have a well-written plan and an advertising package, right? Yeah. And they're going to be saying, you know, in order for us to maintain and increase the power levels as Texas continues to grow, we need more power. We need to buy more windmills that don't work. You know, oh, God. found out this summer, remember we found out a couple of winters ago that the windmills don't work because they freeze up when right. it gets cold. Well, now come to find out we just went with a summer with no wind. <laughs> <laughs> so the windmills don't work summer they or winter. They tend not to spin. <laughs> when there's no freaking wind, I'm not a physicist, but I, I do know that. And solar panels are not the answer right. and so on. Everybody knows that. But they're going to come and they're going to say, we've got to replace the transmission lines and we've got to put up some new transformers and so on. Well, you got $20 million you just gave the city that you could use for right. stuff like that. But instead of doing that, it's a $20 million tax. That's all that is. When you get your phone bill and your phone bill says, we got the rural fee for Internet connectivity, that's a tax. Yeah. They're yeah. taxing you to provide Internet connectivity out in the rural areas. Well, same thing is true with this. So although, you know, again, San Antonio is a lost cause. At this point, I've written it off, and it's a lost cause, and it's not going to come back. It's people like Nirenberg and Cisneros and all these people throughout the years that have ruined this city and turned it into another blue uh, place of hell is what it is at this point. They're going to come, and they're going to hit the people with another rate increase. So whether or not you want to go to this thing tonight or even go online and – Well, what would be the yeah, point? Exactly. I mean, I hate to be so cynical. No, that's right. I live in town, and it, 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 we have a, a culture, unfortunately, in this town where people just don't get involved. They don't question. They don't uh, show up to vote. Yeah. They don't uh, participate. Yeah. And this is what you get. <laughs> when you give government a free hand, okay, what does it do? It runs with it. And that's you get this machine downtown. They're used to doing a certain things a certain way. they got this lovely relationship with CPS. That uh, does, you know, buys new drapes for Ron every uh, every couple of years, or some new exercise equipment, or whatever the hell. And it's it's not going to change until people start getting active. But as we pointed out yesterday with these propositions, a lot of folks have just taken off. They don't they don't live in town anymore. No, they they go to Hilotus, they go to Bernie, they go wherever, they get the hell out. They go down to Cibolo or whatever, and they and they don't. So it doesn't. It, it, and I don't blame people for doing that. No way. Because you you got to think about your ability to provide for your family, which is becoming increasingly difficult in San Antonio, Texas. Well, and you got to protect your family, and, and, too. And what's the product we're getting? What are, what are we getting in return for, for uh, all these great uh, minds downtown making decisions for us? Nothing. More crime, more crap, higher uh, energy prices. Right. Higher taxes on your property, you know, property taxes. So, you know, this is what you get when you're – you just allow these folks to keep uh, repopulating themselves every uh, election cycle. So this is not a rate increase meeting. This is a tax increase meeting. Well, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's a tax increase. Did you know that math is racist? I know we've talked about this before, but <laughs> math, it's so racist. Of course it is. Do you know what they expect in math classes these days? They expect kids of color to, to understand that 2 plus 2 equals, you know, 4. Uh, but if you if you do that, then you're you're being it's more of the white supremacist, uh, you know, institution uh, uh, forcing your absolutes and your racist objectivity on kids. OK, objectivity itself is now racist. Sure it is. OK, we got this school system in uh, in Pittsburgh. All right. And they are putting out fifty thousand dollars of taxpayer dollars to a consulting firm. And I got to look at my notes on this one because the the language is so stupid and convoluted. 
uh, to provide a anti-racist math praxis for math instructors. They need a praxis. Okay. I had to look that word up. Yeah. I'm a fairly literate fellow, and right. I had to look up the word praxis. Yeah. It's a, a established way of doing things. Uh-huh. It's a, an established way of doing things. So they're now trying to establish, essentially, because this is their argument, that race, uh, that math, uh, teaching math, promotes absolutes, which promotes objectivity, because you really can't. There's nothing relative about two plus two equals four. Right. It, two things plus two other things equals four things. Supposedly. And that's bad, Trey. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. That makes people of color, students of color, I guess, feel like there's too much being put upon them. Yeah. Okay. To, to have to deal have to deal with the absolutes of math, and that. But here's the deal: math is absolute. <laughs> there's no. You, it doesn't. It doesn't matter what your skin color is. That's why it's the it's the language of science. Because two plus two, whatever you call two plus two. Two things plus two things always equals four things. That's math. And they're saying, well, people of color can't. That's unfair to expect a black kid in a math class in Pittsburgh to accept the reality that you're you're white-splaining to the black kid when you say two plus two equals four. And you got to create a new praxis, all right? Here's what I think. Somebody who works for the Board of Education has a guy who has a consulting firm that does this crap, and they're making money. Because mm-hmm. this doesn't make any sense. I actually saw the language. It, okay, when you ask, and when, actually, look at it this way. When you track kids in their math proficiency in, in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. or you know, this could be Baltimore or any other, you know, Chicago, any other major San Antonio. Metro, San Antonio, where the math scores are in the toilet, okay? If you uh, track kids and you say, okay, well, you're not so good at math. You're having trouble with math, so we're going to put you in this different class with other kids who are having trouble with a special teacher who will help you learn math better. That's called tracking. Did you know that's a form of, quote, spirit murdering? It's spirit murdering. This is all part of the same thing, equitable math. Uh, here's one of the reasons you don't want to uphold the idea that there are always right and wrong answers, perpetuate objectivity, as well as fear of open conflict. Object objectivity itself now has become racist. I mean, I, I can't, how much LSD do you have to put under your tongue for that crap that I just laid out for you to make sense? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Right. They're basically trying to lower the standards, so it doesn't matter if you put down 2 plus 2 equals 7 or 8 or I don't give a crap or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You still get an A because you're black and we're not going to oppress you with a correct answer to a math equation. There is a move afront to dumb down the country. Well, they're, because, they're, they're about it. <laughs> yeah, because people who are dumb are controllable, right? Yeah. People who are smart are not controllable, and people who are dumb are controllable. So you dumb, dumb down the city so you can control the masses. Right. You can scare them. Sure. Prey on their emotions. They're not smart enough to figure it out that you're that you're scaring them. But we had the story last week uh, up in uh, up in Oregon where they have just dropped the graduation standards. All of them. They don't have right. to, that. You don't have to prove that you can read. You don't have to prove that you can do two plus two. You don't have to prove that you can write <laughs> in the schools in Oregon. Right. All of that has gone away. Why? And the same same answer. It's it's racist when you say to a black person you need. And this is them saying it, not oh, yeah, me. Yeah, this is yeah. not me saying it. This is their reasoning. This is their reasoning for for wanting it dropped. When you say to a black person, we expect excellence. We expect you to meet standards. We have certain standards that are set, and and they are not subjective. They are real they are it these these are the standards you can either read or you can't read you right. can either, either do simple math or That's you right. can't do simple math but their argument is if you say that to a black child you're being a racist when you expect excellence now to me the people who claim that are the real racist well absolutely what you're saying is that black children cannot be excellent well you're saying that absolutely but you know let's even take it away from the idea of excellence and just proficiency you're saying to a black kid, you don't have to know what 2 plus 2 equals. Just we'll tell you what it equals is really what it comes down to, which is your Orwellian nightmare. But maybe we're just propagating a racist praxis no, here. No, no, I, no, I think no, this no. is a racist praxis. It's, it's actually worse than that, too, <laughs> in that what you're saying to them is, 
we know you're incapable yes. of figuring out two plus two. And because you're incapable of that, you can trust us. You know what? We're just going to pass you anyway. You can trust right. us no matter what we tell you. We're going to tell you the truth and so on. And all it is is just this move to dumb down. Look, I, I, I we've been talking about the propositions here and the fact that Proposition 4 is going to give $7 billion more to education. Right. How we spend $60 billion in the state of Texas on education. Right. Do you think we're getting $60 billion with educated kids? No, we're not. (laughs) And and so whenever you say that, whenever you issue a challenge that we know that public education, by and large, painting with a broad brush, public education in America is doing a terrible job and putting out an awful product that's not prepared for the future. But when you say that, their answer is, well, you're just being a racist. Sure, you're, you're supporting a racist praxis. But here's the thing. Okay, if you're doing this in the idea that black kids and brown kids can't aren't can't be proficient enough because they're oppressed, you lay the program out there, it scoops up everybody. Well, of it course. doesn't separate the white kids. No, <clears throat> so you're making everybody that stupid. Of course, you're 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 getting everybody everybody to the same level in a sense of intellectual servitude, where for the rest of their lives they will be dependent on other people That's to it. tell them stuff. Because the ultimate goal is the same with letting all the people in across the border. They become lifetime perpetual voters. Yes. No matter what you do to them, right? Remember what Joe Biden said. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. <laughs> Meaning. He believes it, too. <laughs> that's right. Meaning that we expect you as a black person to vote Democrat because we're going to give you everything, which is not true. Well, they never help them. They never give them everything. But that's what they tell them. So they create a problem to say we have the solution right Right. well absolutely it justifies their own existence and they maintain their power base but i think a lot of people i hope uh, more people are waking up you're hearing more from black parents uh uh who are like no i don't want my kid being taught this crap i want my kid to be educated you know but if you're if you if you got a (coughs) excuse me if you got a liberal idiot or a mega hat wearing weirdo in a room who's the real racist who thinks black people are too stupid to do math to have a photo ID, to have to show up to work on time. Who's the real racist in the room? Right, absolutely. So, you know, to parents, anywhere that they're doing this, and uh, I I don't know of anybody here in town that's doing it, but anyway, wherever they're doing this kind of thing to your kiddos, get your kids out of that school. Take them somewhere where that kid is going to be challenged mentally and intellectually and physically challenged to be better than they were the day before and the day before and the day before. That's so racist, Trey. You're such an oppressor. It doesn't matter your skin color. We need to be praxis allies. I I don't care what your skin color is. You can be as white as Wonder Bread, and if your child is not being challenged in school, get him or her out, get they out of that school and take them somewhere where they're going to be challenged. Well, I hate to say it, but I, you know, I, I think a lot of parents are just not engaged in their in their kids. I will say that I'm, I'm seeing more of that. So, I, you know, I, th- 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 there's been way too much trust placed in the public education system over several generations. And I think a lot of people are just kind of they kind of acquiesce and, well, you know, they're educators, so they know better, you know. But that's precisely why they arrest people who show up to school board meetings and start raising a stink about this stuff. Can't have you involved. Can't have that. Talking last week, at the end of last week, about uh, uh, this business of uh, these special migrants or special consideration migrants that either coming from terrorist-sponsoring states or their personal movements indicate they're involved with terrorist organizations. And we've been letting, what, 83,000 come across the border that we're aware of? Well, yeah, they're seeding the country with bad guys, and now the whole Middle East is on fire. Why wouldn't we expect this? Anti-Semitism is rolling across the terra. Every, it's getting worse every single day. Well, of course. If you, if you don't see a 9-11 coming here, you're, you're really not paying attention. I think there's going to be a bunch of them, not yeah. just one, like, you know, magnificent, big, you know, no, buildings yeah, being knocked down. I think there's going to be... Uh, you know, stuff all across the country. Um, GOP senators just got back to Washington from the border, and they found uh, the Border Patrol agents. We're not going to tell you this on ABC on our station or ABC (laughs) television. Border Patrol agents are finding people coming across the border with, quote, explosive devices tailored for terrorism. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, of course there's going to be a 9-11. 
But I think you're right. I mean, you could you could do. We talked about this the other day. You could do something where you just activate all these little groups of single guys uh, that are populating the country, and all they gotta do is start killing people. You know, imagine if thirty or forty uh, uh, Robert Cards all of a sudden just went active and just started opening fire or flinging bombs or just going up and cutting people with knives or ban- you know machetes or what have you, and you had a whole bunch of those dudes doing that at one time. Let's, you know, what do you do about that? Well, let's let's uh, take a step back and kind of break all that down because I think that's where it's headed. First of all, yesterday, cut number one, Josh Hawley was holding Alejandro Mayorkas' feet to the fire <laughs> yeah, right. because, and I brought this up a few weeks ago, they've had a, a woman that's been working at the Department of Homeland Security who is a former insider at the Palestinian Liberation Organization, the PLO, which is a terrorist organization. Yes. It's now the PLA, but that's a terrorist organization. Always has been, going back to Yasser Arafat. Right. She's been working at the Department of Homeland Security, and when October 7th happened, she put up all kinds of memes congratulating Hamas, wonderful, F the Jews. Let's go through this exchange between Hawley and Mayorkas yesterday. I'm sorry. What have you done? This person works for the Department of Homeland Security. Have you fired her? That was one of four answers. Have you fired her? <laughs> one. Have you fired her? Don't come to this hearing room when Israel has been invaded and Jewish students are barricaded in libraries in this country and cannot be escorted out because they are threatened for their lives. You have employees who are celebrating genocide and you are saying it's despicable for me to ask the question? Alejandro Mayorkas said, you know, don't ask me these questions. Well, first of all, yeah, no, it is your job to answer these questions. It's your job to keep these people out. Now, what we found out about this woman was that she not only is supporting Hamas, she's she's in Jordan right now to support Hamas Excellent. because she's been put on a leave of absence. But she's the one at Department of Homeland Security who's been deciding who who, who gets to come in the country. I would submit to you there's all kinds of folks Correct. like that in Homeland Security. Correct. Not only Homeland Security, but throughout this Trojan horse of an administration. They are a Trojan horse. Well, they, they, they obviously have pretty bad intent for the country because they're all working along the same you know, idea of uh, uh, aiding and abetting people that want to kill us. I mean, they're, you know, he also asked Mayorkas about all these special agents who are folks who are supposed to investigate uh ties to terrorism ties to cartels investigate the people and they pulled like 200 of these people off that duty to go work the the, the border and, and help process people the, the, right. the, the, the holly's big uh, example was uh they're they're called out uh, of from investigating folks coming in this country to handing out sandwiches along the border right and that was another thing he tried to hold mayorkas uh, hold his feet to the fire on he wouldn't answer it they so it's, it's I, I, the, the, the homeland security I guarantee you is rotten with people that are pro PLO, pro Hamas, pro bad guys and uh and and uh, I think it would turn you know curl people's toes toes if they really knew how many there were. So you got in cut number 7 you got uh, Christopher Ray from the FBI. He was also up at uh, Capitol Hill yesterday and listen to the pause but then listen to what he says after the pause. Are we safer than when Joe Biden took office, from the day he took office? <laughs> what I would say to you is that the terror <laughs> threats have elevated, uh, but I also think there are a lot of things the country has done throughout law enforcement to be better prepared to deal with them. And that's obviously a lie because I'm old enough to remember last week when a guy – Go, and Don's reporting on his news. The red flags were all over the place around this card guy. He goes and turns himself in. He says, I'm hearing voices. He is a gun guy. He says the voices are telling him to shoot up places. Right, right. right. And they turn him loose to go back to his gun. So, uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Ray, I don't believe a thing you say about being able to protect us from terrorist attacks. And this morning, the breaking news on Fox News is get ready for more terrorist attacks here in the U.S. Um, well, again, why wouldn't there be? We're inviting them. We're asking them to do it, basically. I mean, if you, you, you cannot come to any other conclusion, whether it's Mayorkas at Homeland Security, it's the border, uh, it's the horrible situation with our, with our military, uh, it's our depletion of our own energy sources. 
How can you deduce anything other than our own government seeks the destruction of this country? Of course they want another 9-11. Imagine what they can do after another massive terrorist attack in this country. Look at what they did after 9-11. You don't think they buttoned down civil liberties in a heartbeat if you had some sort of multi-pronged attack inside our own border? Absolutely they would. Tony Sergusa is a, um, a Segura, I'm sorry, is a former CIA guy. He tweeted this last night. I'm a 39-year uh, intelligence analyst. I and my team's clients include the United States government, British government, Israeli government, Saudi Arabia government, Microsoft, Dell Computers, GE, IBM, General Motors Corporation, the Scott Furzer uh, Corporation, Managing Dutch East, India Company, et cetera, et cetera. He goes on, lists all the companies. They're all the big companies. They hire him for intelligence purposes. Right. So this guy knows intelligence, intelligence and security. He said, intelligence is never per, uh, perfect, and it's messy. It's a messy business. Rarely can I guarantee the intelligence. Many times, just releasing it in the wild can stop a false flag or a genuine attack. But with as close to 100% confidence as possible, there will be multiple terrorist attacks in the U.S. He says the attacks will come in waves for the next 14 months. <laughs> Hundreds of CCP saboteurs trained to attack our electrical grid, poison our water supply, destroy our railways and main highway arteries. Additionally, at least a million, possibly two million terrorists are already here from Palestine, Yemen, Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, Qatar, Lebanon, Iran, Somalia, etc. And they are extremely well-funded. And get this, the Biden administration working with the UN has given them debit cards that are reloaded every single month. And then he gives links to various right. stories and various pieces of information. So the fact that they've got a news flash up here that says get ready for another 9-11 is no surprise, but I, I'm not sure it's going to be another 9-11. I well, it won't be some grand no. running airplanes in the building. No, I think it's going to be the one-offs here and a one-off there, and we're going to stop the power supply over there, and we're going to poison the water supply over there, and this and that and the other are going to be attacked. I think that's what we can well, look forward to. Y you screw with the infrastructure. I mean, last year we, we were on the air saying these feel like test runs every time some power grid goes down or a train derails or a, a food processing plant catches on fire. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that was going on last year, not to mention all the spy balloons that we were saying at the time, wow, this feels like a dry run. Are they testing stuff uh, for something bigger? So if you, if you screw with our infrastructure, shut off the power, shut off the computers or what have you, uh, and then you have a whole bunch of dudes go active and just start killing people, which, again, doesn't require a whole lot of, uh, you know, finesse to just a bunch of guys go active and start attacking people with either guns or knives and people can't communicate. Well, you've got a disaster looming over our heads that really, in a sense, would uh, would make 9-11 itself look like a Tupperware party. So I, I think if you're not expecting that, you're really not, not paying attention. I'm more worried about the fact that our government is complicit in this. Right. They are. How did Israel not know this was coming? How did Israel not know October 7th was coming? Right. How is that? Right. <laughs> and so you, you've also got all these young single men who have been yeah. coming across the border in waves, about 10 million uh, who have come in in the last three years since Joe Biden has been president. Uh, they're not coming with their families. You know, they're coming here, I believe, as soldiers. I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah, I man, I went down there and uh, hung out at the resource center, and they're mostly young guys by themselves with no, actually with no no luggage, no stuff, just single dudes, young dudes coming across the border every single day, and that's just in San Antonio. So I don't know. Again, if you're if you're not expecting something to happen here, you're really not paying attention. You're that's choosing right. a different reality. That's right. Uh, well, here's a story that's not earth-shattering and probably won't shock a lot of people, but I think this story is kind of reflective of what is specifically wrong with our political class that we have allowed to come into existence. I call it the swamp. You have the governor of New Jersey, Phil Murphy, and uh, Breitbart's reporting that, uh, uh, let's see, he used uh, a whole bunch of money, uh, taxpayer money, to go see a Taylor Swift concert visit his multi-million dollar mansion, uh, I don't know, south of France or Cabo, whatever the hell it is. And uh, I, I, just these two numbers just got me, okay? 
The guy earns as the mayor of New or as the governor of New Jersey one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year. Okay, one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year. He also has a ninety five thousand dollar a year expense account. Now, where my man screwed up is that he did some personal stuff off of the expense account, but many of the personal things that he does in the course of, I guess, his duties as governor of uh, of New Jersey. The, the state usually picks that up. They basically took from the wrong pot of gold to pay for his Taylor Swift uh, concert. But you know, th- this is the issue. Mm-hmm. This is the issue. Okay, God bless. Yeah, you're a governor. You got a lot of responsibilities. But should you be pulling down, I think, is that more than the president earns? I think $175,000 a year. No, the president earns four hundred. Four hundred thousand. Yeah. All right. Well, they're all, yeah. they're all doing really quite well. Oh, yeah. A $95,000 a year expense account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, it, there, there's nothing deeper to this segment or anything I'm saying about this other than I think we pay these people way too freaking much money. Well, that's a fact. Because they all, how, first off, how does this guy uh, afford a multi, multi room? There's like 140 rooms in this mansion he has somewhere in some other country that he and his family routinely visit. So how does a public servant earn that much money to live that luxuriously? Well, I can tell you he didn't build or buy that place on 175. Didn't no, no. There's so, no way. So what happens, though, is you get the 175 and then you get the 95, and you're, you're expected to do all your state stuff off that 95, but... The special interests are the ones who are funding everything oh, yeah. that you do and making you extremely wealthy for when you're out of office. <laughs> so what happens is these special interests then come to you and go, you know, you need to go you need to go to Bora Bora because in Bora Bora they have this going on and the governor needs to go to Bora Bora and check on, on right. what's going on. And while you're there, I got a nice, neat little place that's over the water. It's an over the water bungalow. Right. Why don't you just stay there for the next two and a half weeks? Okay. <laughs> and that's how it works. And that's what they do. So they end up traveling all over the world, and they're, you know, other people are funding it. I've been on some of these junkets with some of these politicians before. And that's exactly how the game is played. Big Pharma does this with doctors all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely they do. And and it goes on in the private sector a lot, certainly. They fly doctors down to Hawaii, and they give a 15-minute speech, and they get a month in Hawaii on, you know, whoever the Big Pharma company is. Well, this is how politicians roll as well. And that's how politicians' kids end up in the finest schools as well. Well, there needs to come a point where we say, you know what, our public servants, first off, term limits, yeah. Yep. Second, on everything across the board. Secondly, we need to start thinking, you know, maybe our public servants shouldn't be living like George Clooney. I- I'm just saying. This is the governor of New Jersey, right? Of New Jersey. Phil Murphy. Phil Murphy. He was also the ambassador to Germany under Barack Obama. Strange. Graduated from the Wharton School of Business. Well, I, right. I, I, I love Democrats. <laughs> Who can't shut up about people not paying their fair share of this or of that. But again, they live these Brad Pitt, George Clooney lifestyles, and they don't produce anything. Nope. They don't do anything to earn all that money. They just play the game. Right. And until Americans have had enough of that, it's going to continue. We they People like Phil Murphy exist because we allow them to exist. Right. We allow this political class to rule our lives and live off us uh, these you know grotesquely luxurious lives while dressing us down on a daily basis for, you know, who's paying their fair share or who isn't. Well, you know, the new thing is you can't take the money away from the IRS to give it to Israel because now we're not going to be able to go get the the guy, the tax cheats, you know. So, gosh, we got to get those nasty tax cheats when they are the worst offenders. The president's son is a convicted tax cheat, I think, at this point, or at least charged. Well, yeah, charged. Um, so uh, here's another story, an exclusive from the Daily Mail this morning that kind of fits with what you're talking about. Next to Pfizer and Moderna, the guy, the individual who earned the most money off the pandemic was Anthony Fauci. He Shocking. sold everything. He sold uh, you know, T-shirts <laughs> and bobbleheads and everything with his name God. all over it. And he was the guy who, who uh, locked you down and laughed about it, who made you wear a mask that didn't do any good, and he laughed about that as well. He was a guy that had total control. Once he got a taste of power, it really went to him, and he really got off on that power. Well, Daily Mail is reporting this morning that Fauci ran a lab in Montana before coronavirus, 2018. 
it was uh, he was in charge of it and they experimented with coronavirus strain that was shipped in from Wuhan <laughs> a year before the covid pandemic really in 2018 they were infecting bats in this lab that Anthony Fauci ran this exclusive from Daily Mail's reporting in 2018 they had gotten some bats from Maryland and they were infecting them there uh, in the in the lab in Montana to see how the covid would play out hmm i wonder no i don't they were doing gain of function i'll bet so anyway which he which he said uh, you yeah. know we weren't doing it under oath multiple yeah. times well he's full of it and uh, it's it was funded that lab was funded by taxpayer money so he should be cooling his jets cooling his heels in a uh, in a prison cell for crimes against humanity but he won't be well, yeah, it's like these oversight committees. So nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen to that. He should be up, uh, you know, on charges of crimes against humanity. I mean, we, we know he funneled the money, basically laundered the money, pack, uh, taxpayer do- dollars, to the lab in Wuhan uh, through this other uh, lab or this other organization uh, for gain of function. He, he tried midstream, if you will, to change the, the definition of what gain of function is because that's what he was doing. You know, I mean, uh, I, I, you look at what Big Pharma made off of the, those damn vaccines. It also derailed the presidency of, of Donald Trump. So what we're finding out now, if this stuff is true with this lab here stateside, well, they were working on this plot well before uh, COVID. It just it wasn't some random thing that happened. It wasn't even some random thing that happened out of the research out of Wuhan, if this is true. That's right. Yeah, we were just talking. I mean, I, my head's still stuck in July, man. I, I can't believe that we're coming up on Thanksgiving. Because now the Halloween's over, we're pretty much in the hol- holiday season. Yeah. When rapping with Jack, when I start hearing about rapping with Jack, I'm kind of thinking, oh, here we are, it's Christmas time again. Mm-hmm. And it's, man, and, and you know, the next year is going to be a little interesting. It's going to be very interesting. <laughs> Based upon everything we've been talking about today, man. Uh-huh. So yeah. we'll see, but uh, so enjoy the uh, holidays as much as you're able to. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting ride <laughs> along the way. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I mean, just for the presidential election, when they lock up Donald Trump, which they have already said they're going to do. Well, yeah, so. they're not going to let him be president, right. so they got to, you know, they got to pull out all the stops. You know, mm-hmm. they can't let that happen. Plus, we'll have terrorist attacks left Correct. and right. Correct. To disrupt the election. Correct. You know, maybe we'll have a second bout of COVID. Uh, I think we're due for a new strain, don't you? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Depends on what, anybody seen Fauci lately, what he's doing. Maybe he's got the beakers burning. Maybe he does. Maybe the beakers are bubbling wherever he is. He's got a hell of a lot more money now to come up with some new strains. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, we, we live in, it's a really interesting moment we live in because this is big history. I mean, we're 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 living... In a most historical time, and that's not placing any kind of value judgment on it as to whether it's good or bad. Hopefully it shakes out good. But aren't you feeling this? I think a lot of people say this to me, just, you know, off air, that I'm always just kind of bracing for the next thing. I'm always just in this constant state of what's the next big thing. You know, we're all sort of there. And I think we've been there since uh, before COVID, Uh, certainly after, during and after COVID. And uh, it, the hits just keep on coming uh, since then. So I don't know, man. These are these are strange and historic times in which we live. I was just looking at what we're uh, during the break there. I was looking at a study, uh, an annual study by some researchers called uh, uh, the Snooze. They, something about daylight savings time. They always kind of look at people's sleeping habits around this time of year. You were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Clocks roll back uh, this weekend. For guys like you and me, you've got to get up at the butt crack, you know, especially you, you get up in the middle of the night. Yeah. You know, you get a little more, you know, it's a little darker uh, later on, a little earlier. But they look at sleep patterns, and I, I'm looking at these numbers. 91% of all Americans say they don't get enough sleep. 78% don't, their sleep is interrupted so much, or there's no rest involved, that it's causing them mental health problems. And when they ask people, they, uh, I think they surveyed about, you know, 1,000 people. They ask them, you know, well, why aren't you sleeping? People are stressed. They're just stressed. They say the same thing. I can't turn off my brain. I'm constantly worried about stuff, whether it's the economy or paying the bills or just life in general, crime in the streets. Yeah. And people just aren't sleeping to the point to where it's hurting them. Yeah. 
That's where we are. Well, you know, I, I bet that's true. You know, I, I bet that oh, survey, yeah. that, that study's true. I saw the deal the other day. Some, some doctor, psychologist, psychiatrist, or whatever, had a, a method to get ready for sleep because we have to do that. And so, so it was like, it was things like, it, it, the method was a 10, uh, 3, 2, 1 or something method, which was don't drink coffee or caffeinated beverages 10 hours before you go right. to bed. Right. 10 hours before bedtime. And then, you know, stuff like don't eat three hours before you go to bed. Don't do that, you know, because that's going to keep you up. Right. Uh, and then the, the other one, and this is the big one, I think, is put down any device an hour <laughs> before bed. Sure. Because, and I think that's what you're talking about when you're talking about people who are being, who are stressed and can't get any sleep. Because the last thing we all do, and I'm guilty of sin on this one, is looking we, at yeah. That's it. Before, looking at your phone. Uh, that's it. Before we go to bed, man. Before it's sleep time, and your brain is full of all that stuff, and you're trying to you're trying to quiet your brain and go to sleep. Nah, you can't want all that going through there. Man. Well, it, it's true, you know, and a lot of people are on edge, you know, about things, and uh, uh, the fact that we're plugged into it 24 hours a day, you know, and we all get constant uh, alerts when things happen. People are they're just bracing for stuff. And it's screwing them up. I, I'm sleeping fine these days. I, I'm I'm actually at a really cool place where I don't, you know, I don't. I trust in God. I say, you know what? Whatever you got in mind, I'm just going to roll with that. And since I really embrace that idea, I sleep fine. Yeah. But a lot of people aren't. A lot of people are stressed out, and I I, I can't blame them. These are extremely stressful times. Yeah, they are. You know, and you don't. And the real stress comes from you don't know what's next. Yeah. You have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're sitting here. I got a story here about six thousand. Illegals who are marching toward the U.S. right now. Excellent. Right, they're on the way, and we're we're paying for them. Uh, we're going to welcome them when they get here. Right, they're not going to be held up for any reason. They're going to be welcomed and brought in the country. Our taxpayer money was sent to the NGOs, who then turn around and hire for these people. They hire the the coyotes and the cartels to bring these sure. people up here. Mexico is providing police transportation. In other words, just like a like a funeral where they stop traffic, <laughs> yeah, they're right, stopping right. traffic for these people marching all across Mexico to get here. Uh, there's approximately 10 million since Biden, and you have to know that the you know of course the terrorists and criminals have come in. That now there's huge red light districts that are popping up in cities all across America. Well, I've been seeing, I've been reading stories about that. Yeah. Where you got uh, prostitutes like it's Amsterdam, and they're just walking down the street, basically buck naked, <laughs> selling their wares. Not only that, they're doing sex. Yeah, all and they're it, doing it, right in the street. In the street, because they're coming there. They're prostitutes from Venezuela and places like that. Right. And when they get here, yes, they're walking around basically buck naked, and they're getting their john, and they're just doing it right there in the street because they don't have anywhere to go. Well, unless you're here, and Ron Nirenberg buys your hotel room for you, <laughs> we'll give you a yeah, room we'll here, man. With the Holiday Inn to go over there and do your trick. <laughs> Ron Nirenberg and the taxpayers of San Antonio pay for that here. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate all you're doing to ruin San Antonio. Go back to Boston where you belong. Um, ah, he just ruined Boston if you went there. Well, I don't care. He can ruin <laughs> right, Boston. Right, right, right. Uh, sanctuary cities now uh, announcing that they are chartering planes to fly illegal immigrants out of their sanctuary city. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I hadn't heard about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mayor Adams in New York, during the Trump years, they were all screaming, hey, oh, yeah, 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 we're sanctuary cities. Sure. Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, et cetera. Now that they have them, they don't want them. That was, <laughs> that was all, you know, political hype during the Trump years. And so now they're, they're chartering airplanes to fly them out of New York and Los Angeles and other places, fly them back to Texas. Well, you know, uh, are they making sure these people know and they're giving uh, informed consent no. as to whether or not they're being flown someplace they want to go? No. Because we might have to sick Javier Salazar correct. on them if they're just putting them on planes and shipping them out. That is absolutely correct. That's that's my challenge to Javier today. Javier, when are you going to investigate Mayor Adams? When well, are you going yeah. to go after the mayor of Los Angeles? All these other mayors that are now shipping their folks out of the, their cities, when are you going to go after them? You think a few of those planes are going to land in Texas? Yeah. I all... think probably a few. No, they already said they're coming back here. You know, so uh, we're going to investigate that? Ah, it's, it, look, the Martha's Vineyard thing by DeSantis and, and uh, uh, before him, Greg Abbott, uh, shipping people to sanctuary city status that allegedly welcome folks, and they got the exact opposite reaction 
it, it put their hypocrisy on grand display. Right. It's for everyone to see. They're so full of crap, man. Well, and that goes to the hypocrisy with Javier because, you know, these other mayors right. and other states are doing the same. Well, okay, here's the here's the biggest hypocrisy with Javier. The federal government and Joe Biden, they ship more people oh, yeah. all over this country than Ron DeSantis even thought about doing. We're talking about millions of people that Joe Biden has flown across America and deposited in cities across America, and yet Javier has yet to go after Joe Biden. Wouldn't that be the same crime? It you, is. You and I have talked about on the air, we've heard reports where you get minors that are just loaded up onto an airplane. There's not even an, an, an adult nope. watching over them, and they just fly them somewhere. Right. I mean, isn't that a worse crime? Isn't is. that child trafficking in a sense? And yet, because he's a Democrat and a liberal Democrat and a left-wing city and county, right. nothing's going to happen, and he doesn't care. He went after a conservative guy who was running for president because he was, you know, wanted to bust some chops. But, you know, President Biden has done more and worse. And now that Eric Adams is doing it, are you going to go after Eric Adams no. over here? No, no it, 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 it's so absurd, man. It well, it's obnoxious. Well, and we're import. You, you've said it, but we're importing a third world. Co- we are becoming. When you think about these prostitutes that are doing business right there in the middle of the street, we are a third world asshole That's at this right. point. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It's Kinky Friedman's birthday, so I want to want to wish the Kingster a happy birthday. Uh, man, changed my life uh, about uh, fourteen years ago. So uh, every time it rolls around, our birthdays are a little close to each other. So I like to wish him a happy birthday. How old is he? Uh, I believe he's seventy-six. Okay, I believe. Wow. Uh, also, just uh, so you know, uh, he's got a whole new uh, recording, a new album. Uh, it's not out yet, but I've been privileged to hear the tracks, and it's some of the most gorgeous work he's ever done. So this is going to be a great year for the Kingster. Good for him. Uh, he played the Kerrville Folk Festival uh, a few weeks ago uh, and brought the old band back together and had a, a pretty good show. So we're looking forward to hearing the new songs or hearing what folks have to say about the new songs when the new record is released uh, at some point this year. And the other thing is I'm just all about the Rangers tonight, man. I'm just all about the, I am so – I am loving this. Uh, last night they owned the Diamondbacks. I still have a grudge against the Diamondbacks because they kept the Rockies out of the World Series that one year, the last year I was in Colorado. And I'm not a, I'm not a sports guy. I'm not a st- statistician or any of that stuff. I enjoy watching baseball, and I always support the home team, man. And here in Texas, we have two, which I think is even better. And I've been watching the Rangers all year because, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we, we tr- saved some money. S can some uh, channels uh, that we don't watch. One of them was the Astros channel. So we've been watching the Rangers all year. They've never won a, a World Series. They haven't been to the World Series in a, in a dozen years. And it's just been a lot of fun to watch. They don't get a lot of great coverage uh, by the national guys. I mean, if you've been watching the series, the coverage is pretty much Diamondbacks based. So I hope they do it, man. I mean, they owned them last night. And uh, I mean, it was 10 to 3 and 10 to 0 in the third inning, I think. And so I, I hope, you know, if they win tonight, that's it. I think it's tonight. Is it game, the fourth game, I believe? Yeah. So, or the fifth game, so that would determine it. And I hope they do. I think it's, you know, I like seeing uh, the little guy win, if you will. And they're kind of the little guy in this situation. Why do so. you think that the, the coverage has been biased? I just notice it. Uh, I've no, I, I haven't watched a lot of national coverage of the Rangers because there really hasn't been until recently. But, like, if you're watching, all those spotlights are on Diamondback players. and Really? Yeah, I mean, uh, we do this for a living, so I, I think I'm probably a little, you know, hypersensitive to stuff like that. But I, I noticed it when uh, the Rockies were, were going up against the Diamondbacks, uh, you know, 15 years ago, that the coverage was largely biased against them. You know, it's like with the Spurs and other basketball teams. The national guys are biased against certain teams, and they don't like other teams. And so, you know, I'm just kind of it, – it's probably very subtle, and I'm the only one that's seeing it, but it seems like the coverage is largely – you know, Arizona-based. Yeah. You know. I, I don't know about the Arizona, but I do know that the coverage when you get into, like, a Los Angeles team or a right. New York team like that, then the coverage completely becomes biased towards them. Sure. Because, you know, you've got the whole advertising money thing, the yeah. billions and billions of dollars. And so a lot of the leagues mm-hmm. want they, – they, they, they're not in – the leagues are not in favor of a World Series with teams like this. No. They don't like this idea. No. They want a major market because then they can 
charge a whole lot more sure. for their advertising. Sure. So they would prefer to have like the Knicks or the Celtics, somebody like that, playing the Rangers right. or somebody like that. Uh, and and the same is true when you're talking about basketball too. That's one of the reasons San Antonio always got the slight. You know. Oh yeah. They always wanted you know you know big NBA team involved or you know a, a major market because they make more money that way. And that's why. You know, it's. I was joking about this earlier, but it is something that people in the sports world always talk about. They love to try to stretch these things to seven games. Because oh, sure. If it only goes five games, then they lose a ton of money. Well, yeah. Well, we'll hopefully they'll lose a lot of money tonight you know, because the Rangers <laughs> are going to kick some ass. And I, I also want to take some personal responsibility because I've been watching the Rangers this year. I believe that's you know had a major impact on the fact that they've done so well. Well, I'm sure it's it has. my it's because of me, Trey. I'm sure because I've been watching them. I have no doubt. A lot doubt of people about are. Why don't you watch the Astros? Why aren't you supporting the Astros? Well, I'm supporting the Rangers. I'm watching Hallmark movies and the Rangers. And damn it, if they didn't go to the World Series, I think it's because of me. Well, the really? vibrations I'm putting out there. I have no doubt in my mind whatsoever of the issue. Will you please start watching the Cowboys? No. <laughs> couldn't help but try you know? i don't like football yeah. this just bores me so no i won't be doing that but if i did trey they'd probably win <laughs> well of course because i'm magical I, I, no, I, Come on, man. no doubt in my mind has everything to do with you <laughs> i'm magical trey it's my magic that's doing this well it ha- it is you <laughs> you're a bullion personality no i'm not that but i i got a little magic going <laughs> and it's working for the rangers this year so i hope they do it the, you know this is all actually one of those things my mother-in-law and i actually agree on so you know we both love the rangers so we're both rooting for them so we'll see what happens is it one of the few things that you guys agree on well you know <laughs> It's a mother-in-law, right? It's a mother-in-law. You know, <laughs> we don't agree on much, but thought, we agree on the range. I thought you agreed on her enchiladas. Her enchiladas and her daughter. Uh, that's pretty much what we agreed on. I like her enchiladas, and I like her baseball team. So there you go. And her daughter. <laughs> seems like you've got an interest that's growing between the two of you. That no. You, you, I, I, enchiladas, baseball, her daughter. We're not going to be hitting the polls anytime soon together. <laughs> you know, We're, gonna, we're not going to go vote together, but, you know. <laughs> we got the Rangers, enchiladas, and, and my wife, so that's all good. Well, that's good. So I hope they do it tonight. That'd be fun to watch. You know, it really would. It'd be great to have the, the pennant back in Texas, wouldn't right. it? Right, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Astros and Rangers have been dominating lately. Yeah, they have. They really have. Yeah. All right, I'll see you in the morning. I'll be here. I love you, San Antonio. Have a good day. Bye.